Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. This is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today we start part two of our series on the senses. And today we tackle the sense of smell. So I have dragged Tiffany to another part of our neighborhood, Intrastevere, to a used English language bookstore. A bookstore I'm sure you're very familiar with, yes? Yes, it's called the Open Door Bookshop. It's on Via della Lungheretta, if you're interested in looking it up yourself. It's a great shop. It's one of my favorite spots because English language books are hard to come by overseas sometimes. And if you do come by them, they're often very expensive. And here you can find little treasures. Some are very expensive if they're first editions or older books, but a lot of them are four euros, five euros. So it's very refreshing. And you also end up reading things that you wouldn't have read otherwise. I've read a lot of Agatha Christie this year because they have a giant box of Agatha Christie out there and they're one of the cheapest books in the store. So. Are they one euro a pop? No, they're four, but well worth it. Mm-hmm. But the reason I brought you here, of course, is not to buy books of any kind, but to smell the place because we're talking about the sense of smell. So what does this smell smell like to you? Well, it smells like old paper. That kind of musky, dusky, crinkly smell. I don't know how best to describe it, but I think you all probably can imagine what we're talking about. That sort of dank, but nevertheless pleasant smell of an old bookshop. Yes, and sort of cellar-like. A little Mm -hmm. bit cellar-like. You can smell moisture in the air. Yes. Rotting paper, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. A little trace, I feel, of cigarette smoke. Okay, I didn't notice that one. Another reason I think that I really like this shop is for a reason that has nothing to do with books or shopping at all. It has to do with the fact that this smell reminds me very much of my grandparents' house and what it smelled like growing up, particularly down in their basement where I used to spend a lot of time as a child. While everybody was chatting upstairs, I'd go downstairs and rifle through their old files and read letters from their ancestors. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's definitely the same smell that you get in an old bookshop is old letters, Mm -hmm. that musky smell. And part of what I love about Rome is that it took me a while to put my finger on it because I was kept thinking about my grandparents' house over and over and over again. It would pop into my head. And I, granted, think about them a lot. I love my grandparents. They both passed away now. But I kept thinking, why is their house coming to mind so much of the time while I'm here? And I realized that a lot of places in Rome have this similar smell. It's smell that's a mixture of mold, (laughs) old paper, dampness, cigarette smoke, and sometimes sort of a hint of laundry detergent. And I don't know if my grandmother would find that complimentary as to that's how I think of what her house smelled like. Were they smokers? My grandfather was, yes. And did... Uh, I don't think later on in life, but, oh, yes, he did. Did smoke in the house. So it definitely had that thing. And it was in Pennsylvania, so it was going through very hot summers, very cold winters. So it definitely had a moisture thing going on. And I don't think she would necessarily find that description complimentary. But at the same time, to me, it feels very warm and fuzzy and like being at home. Well, it's funny to think about also, as someone who's reached obviously not middle-aged yet, for God's sake, but heading in that direction. We, I have a pretty large collection of books myself, and some of them I've had for several years. Most of them not, because I only moved here 10 years ago. But my husband has a lot of books that are from his childhood. And 
I think about the books that I'm buying today, and I generally, I hate to say it, but I generally do buy new books, although I should buy more used books, of course. But I think about my books and how they're in such perfect condition and they look so new. And, and I think someday all of these books are going to be old, dank, dusty, kind of moldy. And that makes you think someday, you know, when, when you are an older person and your kids or grandkids are at your house, they're going to think all of your stuff smells old. Yeah. It's kind of sad. <laughs> but it's it's true. That's the way life is. One day your your stuff will be in a state sale. Time goes marching on, right? Yeah, let's, let's not think about that at, at the moment. <laughs> but I think that's the thing that's so interesting about Rome. We've talked a lot on this podcast about things being old and things being layered. But when it comes to smells, certain places you're in smell older. They've just... They've been around longer. And it's not just because it's full of old books, but also it smells as if time has gone on for hundreds and hundreds of years. And a lot of that is the smell of mold and decay. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. When you go down into the ruins underneath ancient Rome, it has a very particular smell. If you ever go to San Clemente Church in Rome, which I absolutely recommend you do if and when you come here, you there's three layers to this church. And the, the, the lowest layer is from the second century, the first century, sorry, the first century BC. And it was an old ancient house and a Mithraic temple a little bit later. When you descend the stairs from the medieval church down to the ancient level, the smell just comes over you, this smell of decay, but not bad. I mean, I hate, obviously decay is not a, not a positive smell, but... I love it when I go down into ruins and I smell that smell. And obviously, partially, that's got to be because it's an exciting thing to do, to go down into an ancient place. I don't know. There's something very particular about that smell. And you smell it. It's true. You smell it a lot in Rome. Mm-hmm. It, it feels more weighty than the smell of new construction or the smell of an air freshener. It has this weight behind it that maybe it gives you a reverence for the place something that strikes that's the hard thing about smell because it's something that strikes you deeper than on an intellectual level actually yeah because the i read about this once the old the olfactory gland i guess that's what they call it where your smell sort of happens it connects to your brain in the most direct way it is of all of the five senses it is the one that connects with i think with memory particularly Definitely sound is very connected to memory, specifically music. But I think that smell, on a deeper level, when you don't even think about it, all of a sudden you smell something and it transports you back to that time before your mind has even had a chance to recognize what you're thinking of. It'll it'll give me the feeling that I had in that moment. It'll take me back not only to the time, but to the emotional state I was in when that whatever it was happened I remember there's a smell and I cannot tell you what it what the smell is because I can't recognize it but there's a smell that takes me back to my very first week in university and I I have no idea what the smell is it's not a perfume it's not a food it's some particular smell that takes me back to that time it gives me that feeling of excitement not knowing what's next doing something new having the feeling that all is before you And I feel the emotion of it before I actually recognize what it's drawing me back to. And that's the interesting thing. It brings the emotion. I've never thought of it that way, but it brings the emotion. It brings a smattering of pictures. It brings certain people to your mind, all from one little tiny element. I mean, going back to the same grandparents, when my grandfather was dying, (coughs) and he died in the uh, early 90s, 
he had cancer and we knew that he was going to die. It was after a time it became obvious that he wasn't going to recover. So we as a family went to the house to visit for the last time. And it wasn't that I planned it this particular way, but in high school, in those years, I was wearing a particular kind of perfume that I only wore in that year, probably 1993. And I was just wearing it when I was there. The bottle was almost empty. All these very heightened emotions, including having to walk out of the house and get in the car and look out the back window and see my grandfather waving on the porch and knowing that that's going to be the last time I ever see him. So very weighty, very heavy emotions. That was the first time anybody important to me died. And the perfume was almost running out. And so I have very little association with it after that moment. And years later, I found the little tiny bottle in my drawer with just a slight edge of perfume at the very bottom. And I said, oh yeah, what's this? I didn't even remember that I'd worn it, you know, what is this? Open up the lid, smell it, whew, right back into the room where he was sitting in his chair and having those very heavy conversations. And so now, that was in 93, now flash forward, we're in 2014, I still have that little tiny bottle with that slight layer of perfume at the bottom. Because if I ever want to go back, that is going to be the fastest way. It's not that it's not in my head, I just told you the story yeah but you don't live it in the same way I think when you smell something it's not just a like you said it's not just a intellectual thing that you're remembering something you kind of get transported back like you said a moment ago before we started recording you said smells help you time travel or they allow you to time travel for me another important smell is the smell of sawdust hmm. and when I was eight years old I was doing my very first play it was Bye Bye Birdie at the Village Theater in Issaquah, Washington. And it was an amazing experience for me. It was probably the happiest experience I'd ever had up to that point. Now, I was only eight, so I didn't have that much time. But it was probably one of the happiest times of my life. Top, top ten, maybe. Top five, maybe even. And when we were rehearsing, and I think particularly the rehearsal process is fun. I don't know how you feel about no, this. No, I agree, I agree. The, the performing is great, but the rehearsal process is just so much fun when you're doing a big ensemble show. And this is my first experience with it. And I was in the chorus, of course. I didn't have a big part. <laughs> didn't have any lines, actually. But <laughs> nevertheless, it was very important to me. And when they were building the stage, it was probably the last two weeks of rehearsal, I had never lived anywhere in which the house was having construction going on. I'd never been around the smell of sawdust before that time. And that smell of sawdust, as they were constructing this wooden stage set, has remained with me. And whenever I smell sawdust today, I am totally transported back to being eight years old and being in my very first play. That's so interesting. Isn't that so funny? I would be so interested to hear what other people have as their smell. Because sometimes these smells aren't very pleasant. Like, I wouldn't think... Sawdust. What a one I mean, it is a nice smell. I love it. I love. Well, I'm weird though. I love the smell of sawdust there's and a, the smell of wet paint. See, there you go. And there's a lot of people I've heard that like the smell of gasoline, which is yes. another thing that you shouldn't be smelling. But that remind that reminds me that one of my favorite smells is the smell of foam rubber, which is very much what covers this microphone, this wrapping around it. And the reason that I love that smell is a very strange reason indeed. That when I was growing up as a kid in Minnesota. Tornadoes were a real issue. And the house that we lived in didn't really have any 
parts of it that were underground because you're supposed to go underground or to the basement and we didn't have that so the second thing that you do is you try to get into a closet or somewhere that's like under a stairwell and we had a walk-in closet that tucked in under the stairs and my parents to make it more comfortable or possibly to turn it into a fort for us when you're not in a tornado warning time put a foam rubber mat down there just an uncovered foam rubber mat and so when a tornado warning came we as a family would all tuck in under there and lay down there for however long it took for the warning to be over i can remember laying face down in the foam rubber <laughs> you know she's just smelling the microphone uh, right now in it's case that you're same curious. smell i love it and years later because this is one of the smells i love years later someone asked me is that why you got into radio <laughs> it could be and of course it's bigger than that i also am a huge a huge fan of audio but i'm not beyond being in a studio and yeah smelling the mic really quick hey, man, i gotta smell it Okay. Yeah. To me, that smell means absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. But you know what I love? I love the smell of a newly printed catalog, like a glossy catalog or brochure that has been newly printed. That smell of ink. I noticed that my husband adores this smell too. And we're both in journalism. So I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that's another <laughs> weird reason where we drawn to it because of that. But boy, this could start a whole different thought process. Think about what you do for a living. You listening as you do right now. Do any of the smells with that job have anything to do with something that you love from a time past? <laughs> Very interesting. Although using that frame of reasoning or that, that line of reasoning, I should be in construction, really. Or in theater. Or in theater. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea of time travel. And as my time here gets shorter and shorter as the days march on, I think about that. What will be the smell that time travels me back to Rome? You don't know, right? Like, you didn't know that sawdust would be the one that takes you back. Oh, and no. I didn't know Especially that, not at eight years old. I didn't know that an old bookshop would take me back to my grandparents' house. We, do, do, we don't know. Will I ever be able to know what in Rome will take I me back? I guess no. I guess not, not in advance. Do you have a guess for yourself? If you were to move away from Rome, what predominant smell? I can't even think. I don't know. Maybe jasmine. The jasmine comes out in Rome in May, and... You smell it everywhere from all through May and June. And so that might be one. But again, that's very seasonal, though. It's just at one time of year. You mentioned to me once, though, that when you first moved here, you the smells of people making what? Oh, that's right. When I first moved here, or when I used to, even earlier, when I used to come and visit Rome, I had relatives here, and I used to come for a couple weeks at a time. And I wasn't staying in a hotel. I would be staying in an apartment building with family or friends. And every time I would walk into an apartment building, I would get this very distinct smell, and I couldn't place it at first. But I realized it was a smell of tomato sauce cooking. Housewives were preparing the pasta for their family who were going to be coming home from work and or school to have lunch, which is a very typical, very old-fashioned thing for Italians to do, to eat a big lunch at home. And it's the smell of tomato sauce with olive oil and basil. It really connected me to the the strangeness of Italy, the, the foreignness, because it's not a smell that you smell very often in the States, in an apartment building in the middle of the day. It seemed very strange to me and very foreign. And in the way that foreign things sometimes are uncomfortable, I don't know if that makes sense, but when you're in a new place and you smell something very strong and it kind of makes you remember that you're not in your home, 
And so it wasn't necessarily a positive smell for me at first because it would kind of remind me that I was out of place. I don't notice that smell at all anymore. I don't know if that's just because the building where I live, nobody cooks in the middle of the day or because I'm just so used to it. Or maybe because you're in your place. It no longer stands apart as something different. Now it's a smell that's probably coming from your house. <laughs> probably, except <laughs> I never cook pasta for lunch. But yes, it's 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 much more likely that it's just because I'm so used to it now and it's I, I am in my place now. I'm not in a foreign country, although technically I am because I'm not Italian yet, but you're coming along. You're coming along. Okay. Why don't we end? We'll stop recording in this bookshop. I'll take one big more whiff to remind myself of my grandparents' house. Then you'll walk me to somewhere where you love the smell and we'll end there. Sounds good. Okay. So we are now standing on Via della Luce, also in Trastevere, in our neighborhood, right outside of one of the best bakeries in the city. It's called Innocenti, and it's more than a bakery. It's specifically a cookie shop, and they have an enormous oven, and they make all the cookies right here. And I wanted to come here because when you walk inside this shop, you are overwhelmed with the smell of cookies baking, which is got to be up there in the top best smells you could possibly ever have, don't you think? Yes, and we are going to record inside, but the place is so popular that we couldn't get a moment alone, so we've decided to tape outside. But the interesting thing about it, at least from a foreigner's standpoint, is that, yes, it's the overwhelming smell of cookies baking, but it's not cookies baking like in the U.S. It doesn't smell like chocolate chip and it doesn't smell like oatmeal which is the most likely that you're going to encounter in somebody's home that's true that's true um the, the cookies here are much simpler in general in italy cookies are a bit simpler and the, the base of the dough is very typical flour sugar maybe a little bit of lemon that's about it but very simple and so i guess the smell is different would it be more like the smell of a pie i don't know i can't yeah or a little bit like a shortbread cookie kind of smell mm -hmm. to the room this is one of Tiffany's favorite places to come. I, I think as far as smell is concerned, this is a place that beckons you in every single time you walk by. You always stop, take three steps back, and go, oh, I shouldn't go in there. <laughs> yes, but you, you always do, of course. And we did this morning, actually, on our way, uh, on our way to the bookshop. <laughs> so I have some cookies in my hand right now that I've been snacking on. But uh, we were sitting inside a moment ago, waiting to have a moment when there was no one else in there. And it never came. It never came, so we're outside, but we can still see the cookies and we can smell them from a distance. Yeah, there's a huge window and you can see tray upon tray upon tray of cookies, so very, very good. But what other cooking smells do you find are different here than from the States? I mean, obviously we've talked about the tomato sauce. Anything else? Well, I also, just going along with the tomato sauce, thought when you were saying that, that I often smell pasta cooking. You wouldn't even think that pasta cooking really has that much of a smell, not being homemade, obviously, but somebody just throwing it into boiling water. And you can smell that in the air as well. That's true. I never thought about that, but that's true. Yeah, I feel like I can almost smell that right now, but it's probably some sort of the baking process. We'll have to talk a little bit more about Italian food and tastes when we do our taste episode. Probably the next one we do. Very nice. All right, well, let's leave it there for now. Maybe go in and get a couple more cookies before we leave. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. This is The Bittersweet Life. Thanks for joining us. Hi there, Katie here. Sitting by the open window as the pizza place gets ready for dinner service downstairs. If you like the show, 
consider supporting us. Your little contribution helps us pay the bills, which frankly is a blessing since I'm making no money right now. <laughs> and uh, it shows your interest in seeing more podcasts, even entirely new types of podcasts in the future. Visit thebittersweetlife.net and click the donate button. Thank you so much for joining us on this adventure and for all the ways you keep in touch. Talk to you next week. <laughs>